Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 29th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Pendy. Are you ready for the bestest, slimiest, gurific, most fabulous Dragon Quest Slime Time episode ever? Am I overselling this? Uh, I think I might be overselling this. Just a bit. But hey, welcome, Pendy. Thanks for filling in. Uh, While well, Liam is away on a tropical island in Japan and we'll never hear from him. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Japan, we have two guests in Japan right now who went to the new Luida's Bar, which recently moved from Rapongi to the Akihabara, yeah, Akihabara, Akihabara section of Tokyo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, joining us live from Tokyo, Japan, it's Kristoff. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, well, I'm, uh, well, I'm already sleepy. I, I, I couldn't sleep at only just two, uh, two or three hours, but I guess I'm fine. All right. We'll, we'll hopefully wake you up here in a bit. Um, also joining us tonight from Ishigaki in Okinawa, it's actually my co-host of the Slime Time podcast. What? And today he's just joining us as a guest. Sorry, Pendy. I mean, he's kind of up, uh, up, uh, upstaging you here as a guest. Shenanigans. As we brought you in for a co-host, but hey, welcome, Leon Land. Thanks, guys. First time guest, long time listener. Um, if you listened to our, our last episode, I actually had to bounce early to head to an appointment at Luida's Bar to meet up with Kristoff. So this is the, uh, um, now we can just kind of talk about the shenanigans that, that went on there. So yes, if you thought uh, episode 28 left on a cliffhanger, here's the uh, episode 28 too. Yeah, and... and, and um, I am also on about three hours of sleep because I'm working on New York time. So I share, you're going to be interviewing two sleepyheads right now. And, you know, it's uh, rolling up close to midnight here on the East Coast. So uh, <laughs> that makes about four of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, let's all have a coffee packed then. Uh -huh. <laughs> I've already drained about 18 ounces. So uh, if you hear me go quiet for a good three minutes, it's because, man, I got to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> that's OK. The, the, the silences get edited out. So we're, we're all good. That's that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Christoph, we're going to wake you up here a little bit because uh, at the beginning of our episodes, we uh, start off asking our guests some questions. But uh, most of these we don't need to hear from Liam. We did that about 28 episodes ago and we've heard from him plenty in the uh, 27 Hi. episodes since. <laughs> So most of these are just uh, directed at you. Okay. So uh, we'll get all right. Well, we're going to talk about Luita's bar in a little bit, but we want to get to know you a little bit more. Um, yeah. And I'll let Penny ask the first question. So how do you guys know each other? Well, um, you know, from a uh, Twitter community, uh, Questers Rest. Yeah, I know Christoph from the uh, the Questers Rest uh, Twitter chat. So we've been chatting with that group for about a year or so. Uh, and I was going to be in Tokyo, and I know Christoph lives there, so I messaged him, uh, and we planned to uh, meet up once my two-week uh, quarantine was over. All right. Christoph, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing uh, living over there in Japan. Uh, well, uh, I'm from Hungary and came to Japan when I was a kid and put in uh, uh, just a normal Japanese school. So I've been living here for 30 years, and... Uh, Wow. Work as a free a freelance translator, uh, mostly from Hungarian Japanese, and well, <laughs> I'm so playing. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say you you they dropped you in a Japanese school when you were a little kid, like yeah. uh, did you, knowing no Japanese at all. Yeah, that's right. How long did it take you to act to acclimate? Um, well, that's to really speak. Uh, it didn't uh, take uh, too long, but to learn that, that those kanjis uh, was terrible. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so well, uh, I took the. Um, the for, um the top grade uh, Japanese test uh, when I was sixteen. Hello. Nice. Oh, we're still here. Yeah. No, Excellent. that's that's awesome. So, what was uh, what was the first Dragon Quest game you ever played? Uh, actually, it was uh, Torneko's Mystery Dungeon, the the very first Torneko. Interesting. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Liam and I have played that. <laughs> well. And then uh, you know, uh, start uh, to the the main main line like uh, five and six uh, for the Super Famicom, the SNES. <laughs> well, so the first one uh, was twenty seven years ago when I played it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you say some of your favorite games are? Like some of the favorite mainline, some of the sa- favorite spin-off? Well, the favorite mainline is definitely the 3DS version of Grand Quest VIII. Awesome. No. Um, well, uh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> and well, the spin-offs. Yeah, I like the Mystery Dungeon series, especially Torneco 1 and 2 and also Dragon Quest Swords. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I love I love swords. Yeah, that one gets a bad rap a lot, but I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I bought a Wii for it, and I bought a Wii a second time for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christoph, uh, do you have a favorite character and or monster from the Dragon Quest series? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the absolute favorite character is Jessica. And, uh, um, you know, that's why that my favorite uh, is favorite mainline is uh, eight on 3ds because I can marry her. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the pieces fit together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also uh, love uh, Bianca from Five and Florette from Swords. <laughs> Those are oh. uh, my top three. And about monsters, I have so much that uh, I, I really can't pick one or two. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I love all the monsters. <laughs> oh, you're looking at into a thousand different ones at this point. Yeah. So, understandable, understandable. So, are you uh, playing any Dragon Quest games right now or recently? Uh, yeah. Uh, in Japan, there's Dragon Quest Walk, uh, which is like a, a oh, Pokemon jealous. Go uh, uh, the Dragon Quest yeah, version was, of Pokemon Go. Yeah. He was actually playing that at the bar. Um, <laughs> at, at oh, yeah, yeah. Bar, and you, you got into like a, a, a battle like actually in the, in the bar, right? Uh, and now uh, they have a die event there. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, we can fight against Hodlar. Ooh. <laughs> oh, nice. And also there's uh, Dragon Quest Tact. Uh, it's a, um, how can I say that's a tactical game. Oh yeah, we'll be getting that in a in the West. Uh, I think early next year, sometime. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah, we got the uh, uh, playing the demo version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got That's a chance a good... to play that for a couple weeks before it 
uh, even the demo dropped over here. So I got like an early, early build and it was good. It was good. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of mobile games and definitely not of tactical, but I put 10 hours into it. So <laughs> it, I, it was it was Dragon Questy enough to keep me going that long. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's right up my alley. Tactical games. So uh, All right. what can you tell us about some of the Dragon Quest events that you've been to in Japan? Oh, well, um, um, there are uh, a lot. Uh, uh, the ones I've been are uh, usually fan events uh, where we sell our books. Um, I used to go as a just a customer and buy some uh, fan fiction books, but uh, since... Um, 2013 uh i'm selling my own books oh that's cool have you ever been to the uh the dragon quest festival that they do every year now dragon quest festival yeah they have they have like they've done it like the last two or three years they have like a festival i think somewhere near tokyo where they have uh like they put together a nice some booths and information and demos and stuff Oh well, uh, you mean the official event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never been uh, there's uh, an official event like the like those, but um, uh, usually we uh, have uh, some fan events. Oh, that's cool. And and you're part of a group cosplay in Japan as well, right? Can you? Yeah, can you tell us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what uh, characters you've been? <laughs> yeah. Well, first was Carver from Drunk with Six. Nice. Because, uh, uh, you know, I wanted uh, to uh, cosplay some character that, uh, you know, uh, uh, look like a little bit or something. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, I didn't uh, cost uh, a lot and uh, I could appear uh, just... Uh, with my muscles, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> first I played Carver uh, in 2016, and then uh, my my friend uh, found uh, a plushie of a Healy, you know, of, of a heel slime. Uh, so I uh, decided to play Ragnar, <laughs> and uh, um, then when uh, Eleven came out. Uh, I've played Hendrick maybe three or four times. Cool. All right. So, Liam, did you have anything else you want to ask? No, no, all set. All right. So, uh, there we go. Got to know Christoph a little bit and uh, the others of us. You should know very well. We've all been on quite a bit. Uh, so, let's get to our uh, main event. We're going to talk about some time that uh, you guys and all, all three of you been to Luida's Bar. Um, either the old one or the new one or both of them. Liam, you've been to both, right? Yep. And so is Christoph. Yep. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, true. All right. So uh, back in September, uh, Luida's Bar shut down <clears throat> in Rapongi, And due to the limited space and, you know, that not really working in the uh, social distancing world of 2020. That's yeah. right. The spacing in the original Luida's Bar was pretty tight and it was standing room only in the main area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, all, all three of you have been to that old one. Um, so for perspective, can uh, anyone give me like a walkthrough of the old bar? Um, what major changes you noticed with the first one? I mean, Pendy, obviously you've uh, not been to the new one. So let's just start with you and you can tell me about the old one first. All right. Well, the, the old one uh, that was in Rapongi, uh, the old place was amazing. As you walk towards it, you can hear Dragon Quest music as you as you start to 
get to it. They have a small speaker that puts out the music that you'll hear inside as, you, as you're in there. As you walk in, it's just wall-to-wall Dragon Quest-themed decorations and memorabilia. You've got Dragon Quest weapons, characters, enemies all over the place. I remember they even had a Mimic treasure box that was behind the bar where they were cooking, and it was that special Mimic tissue box that you may have seen that you can buy. <laughs> Uh, they have a main bar area or Dragon Quest-style barrels with tabletops that you can stand around. Of course, it's frowned upon to pick up said table or pick up the barrels and destroy them to try and get items. So don't be doing that. Uh, it's supposed <laughs> to be it's supposed to be reservation only. The website isn't English friendly, so the two times that I went, I had to stumble stumble around with the browser translator to uh, be able to make the reservations. But the restaurant itself is English friendly. They had a menu available with English. And both times that I was there, they had a wait staff that knew some English as well. But even if they didn't, ordering is pretty easy. You just write the assigned number of what dish you want on a special pad. Like, so for example, if you ordered the the gem slime omelet, it would be assigned dish number 49. Just write that down, uh, how many that you want. And then as far as uh, reserving a spot, uh, weekends were usually booked solid, at least the two times that I noticed when I was there. It was like very... Very busy, but weekdays weren't so bad. So usually I went on a weekday. Uh, the third time that I went to Japan uh, within the last few years, I didn't go. It was when uh, Dragon Quest Your Story was in theaters. So there's no openings at all the entire week I was there. It was book solid. So, uh, Liam, weren't you able to sneak in your first time by kind of doing the innocent foreigner act? Yeah, yeah. So my first time at uh, the old Luita's bar is 2016, um, and my my soon-to-be wife talked to the staff in Japanese and told them that I came all the way from New York just for this, and that I didn't realize it was reservation only, which was a complete lie. I totally did, but we just basically played the dumb gaijin card and we got in. Uh, and that was also the, that was also the trip I went to like the Dragon Quest Museum in Artnia for the first time. So with all that Dragon Quest, it's no wonder I was so amped up. I got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so it had nothing to do with her. It was just the fact that you were caught up in the moment. Well, yeah, she had something to do with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's a great official answer. Hello, Liam's wife. I know you're listening. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. She's such a huge fan. She listens to every episode. I, I she that, has listened to complete. every episode that my wife has listened to. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is zero. <laughs> Which is zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Chris, I asked how my about, wife. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I mentioned on uh, SideQuest the other day, I asked my wife a couple questions about some game that we were talking about, and she's like, I'm not going to be on that podcast. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Thought I'd give you the chance for once we're going to talk about something that you knew about. Yeah. We could do an episode of just like just the wives or the guests. And just they'd be so completely just listen to them be really indifferent about what we're talking about. Oh, isn't that that thing you have hanging on the wall over there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Christoph, do you have any uh, do do you have any um, uh, memories of the old place you you wanted to talk about? Uh, Well, my first time was uh, in 2012 uh, when. uh, we made a, a fan book together, a team. Uh, it was about Sorrow and uh, uh, the female hero of Dragon Quest IV, and only for over 18 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> so was I, it art as well? Yeah. I wrote was a it... short novel, and some of them uh, do manga. Um, and we were, how about maybe, 
six or seven people in there and then um, uh, after we saw the book um, uh, the leader uh, planned uh, some surprise it was uh, that we were going to Luida's bar the royal room and uh, oh great oh the room in the back now, that's yeah. the karaoke room right yeah yeah awesome it, I've never been to it that have, it actually doesn't have a karaoke but that's uh, 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 what well, uh, looks like a karaoke room <laughs> oh really they didn't actually have karaoke there i thought they did no 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 uh you can listen of course rankless music you can uh-huh. uh sit screen but uh well if you want to uh, you want to sing you can <laughs> there's uh, no la, 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 la. yeah <laughs> Um, wow, I always thought that was a karaoke room, just just legit from like looking at the way it looked, um, oh. the, the way it was done. Uh, that's funny. That, I, I thought great. that for like four years. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to go do the karaoke room sometime and sing. That's um, great. So they, they have love slime and king slime pillows. It's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You actually oh, you can actually sit down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one of the things I wanted to mention too. Um, in in the differences between the two, is you can actually sit down now. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, so it's a uh, the bar. The bar had two entrances. For some reason, they wanted to use the back entrance. Uh, maybe it was easier for folks to line up there than down the sidewalk. So I get I get that. But the front entrance was right off a busy street in Rapongi. Um, so. Anyway, like you, you walk back, you walk in the back and there's like standing tables along the left side wall around the corner. Um, and then above that back wall, there were two glass cases with the uh, replicas of Erdrich's sword and Zenithian's sword. That, those actually transferred to the new bar. I saw that we sat right under them. Nice. Um, on the right side, as you walked in, was uh, the bar. And it hooked around the, the to the right. Um, no seats, as we were mentioning, standing room only. If the place was completely packed, you could really only fit one person walk between the people at the tables and the people at the bar. So it kind of makes sense. Like, you really understand why they couldn't sustain uh, the Rapongi location um, through the through the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so hooking around the right side of the bar, walking further, there was a display case that ran the whole le- length of the bar with various miniature armor displays and mini metal replicas um there were two slime towels draped across the top part of the glass case with the slime appeared written on one which is the japanese equivalent of a slime draws near from uh the original dragon warrior um (laughs) behind that glass case you could see the chefs preparing each of the dragon quest themed meals um and as you mentioned pendy behind the chefs was the mimic tissue box um so continuing down past the bar about three steps to the register um, or three steps down to the room with the register in it. There's another replica of Erdrich's sword in a glass case in the corner um, and, a, and a replica of the Mirror of Ra. Um, and then ahead were the displays oh, okay. of plushies. They had like sanguinis and platypunks and there was even a rocket slime plushie um, on a little circular table uh, with a small dice calendar indicating today's date. Um, to the left was the register with the glass case featuring all their monster coasters. Um, and then near the register under the glass is uh, um, a series of Luida's Bar wine bottles, which are unfortunately display only, uh, and they were no longer being produced uh, by the time I got there in 2016. Yeah, um, I was, uh, sorry, I was, I was just going to interject before I forget. And it was, sure. cash, it was cash only. I remember that. That yes. was uh, interesting. Yeah. Yes, okay. that's, that's true. That's another one of the differences that we'll, we'll uh, talk about. I actually uh, forgot that one. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that one. 
but the ordering process is completely revamped too. Interesting. Um, so, and then uh, to the left of the small circular table with the plushies on it was just the front entrance that I think people only use to exit. I actually went, came in and, and went out that, that way, the two times I went anyways. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Every made... time, every, every maybe they just didn't want me going in the front door. They're like, hey, this guy looks a little weird. Let's he's, he's yeah, send him in the back. <laughs> yeah, send him in the back. Yeah, it was, yeah when, when me and my, my, uh, my ex-wife went there, we always went in the front. Uh, both times hmm. <laughs> only you liam what's that i said yeah, only, only me you. only me yeah, they, they, saw me. <laughs> they must they must have seen me coming so they, they sent me in the back oh boy you're talking about going in the back door and lucha dork is uh tweeting about uh get, buying a sex slime that we mentioned on the episode so well there goes the explicit <laughs> oh, tag on this episode the, uh, back doors front doors oh my god back doors front doors it was the uh slime stack that we gave him as the option for is <laughs> one of his uh Mary Thwack Puff Puff things. Oh boy. Okay, I gotta stop looking at that. <laughs> who, who said that? Slime Star? Um, no, Lucha Dork. He just oh, tweeted Lucha at us. Dork. Oh, okay, yeah. He's got every single piece of merch I think that's ever been <laughs> created. So uh, yeah, he, got... and now he has a puff, pl- what a pu- plushy slime stack. Um, but the way that they stack together, it looks a little wrong. Oh, I know they're, what you're talking about. Oh. Yeah, they got yep. those little holes in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. they do. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like an explicit squared button that I can click here for our <laughs> podcast? Even more explicit than usual. Late night. Um, <laughs> all right. So I think you guys have all uh, described the ambiance quite well. But um, what about all the food and drinks? What what kind of stuff do they have there? What do you guys order? Oh, uh, all the, the food. The old place? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, can start with yeah. the old one. Yeah. All okay. the food. All the food and the drink there is, of course, Dragon Quest themed. It's amazing. Uh, they also do lots of limited time selections based off the various new Dragon Quest games coming out or the tie-ins with new content when the, that comes out for Dragon Quest X or the various gacha games going on there, which is always cool. Uh, some of the highlights for me that, uh, with that I ordered the two times that I went there was they had this muddy hand curry with uh, a little yeah. hand sticking out of the top uh, to look just like a muddy hand, but it was all curry, and that was pretty tasty. Um, and then one of the other highlights that uh, of that place that I liked a lot was the Hammer Hood chocolate dessert where the hammer was like a little brownie uh liam and uh christoph what what have been your favorite menu selections there and is the menu basically the same at the new location well it's almost the same um mm-hmm. also they have uh some cocktails of around 11 characters um nice. and well i'm not sure what uh what is the new one uh but yeah, yeah uh, i still have that uh, muddy hand curry and also have that brownies brownie <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's true that was the, yeah, the brownie monster yeah that was a good pun it was a dq style pun going on the menu item they got a brownie with a hammer made a brownie <laughs> um they still had the uh the giant bacon wrapped turkey leg with the emblem of roto seared on it i love that yeah i got oh, that i was yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. um they had mini metal pizzas uh, but yes. instead of the pizza sauce, they use ketchup, which is kind of a strange and unexpected <laughs> taste. Uh-huh. If you're used to, if you're used to New York pizza, pizza is a, a dicey proposition in in most Asian countries over there. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> um they had they did have some uh special desserts and things to mark the end of the 10th anniversary, like um uh mini metal pancakes. That I think that was pretty new. Nice. Yes, yes, um, I've never seen that before. Yeah, in in the past though, at the at the at the old one, 
Um, they they had some really really cool like game tie-ins that uh, um, that I kind of happened upon randomly as I would go there. One of them in particular was uh, for Builders One. Oh no no sorry, it was Builders Two, um, where you you actually like you, t- you they give you a, um, these little uh, blocks of cake and you you have to stack them to kind of create the picture. That's the, 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 the they give oh, yeah. you a, they give you a picture of like stackable cake blocks and you and you kind of try to create that and there's there's a um like a a, a sugary glaze of green on the plate and that's the grass and then they give you like the the little like cake blocks to say it was really cool and there's like some little sugary slimes um and things uh and then the other one uh also at the same event i think there were there were three total and i and i had to do all three of them um and uh, the, the other one was it was also cake blocks, but they were they had the picture of the Alephgard map from Dragon Warrior One uh, or Dragon Quest One, and uh, and you had to take the blocks with these little tongs and rearrange them in the order that they, to actually form the the uh, the Alephgard map, kind of symbolic for for builders where the world is being destroyed and you need to cre- recreate it. Yeah. Um, so of course. Being a uh, uh, an old school fan since 1989, I had to I had to do it from memory. <laughs> so I couldn't. I wasn't gonna look at the picture of that one. I think I'd have to turn in my fandom card for something like that. Um, but then the third one was a slime stack drink with different colors. But oh, the awesome. but the um, the menu uh, for for how to to set that up was uh, in Japanese entirely, so I didn't understand that you were supposed to kind of put a, a certain layer um, uh, in between, so that I just tried it and all of the slime colors just mixed together and just just a mess. And the <laughs> staff ended up coming over and like laughing at me, and uh, <laughs> and so I was like, no, I got to do this right. So I ordered it again and then had the staff like handhold me to do it to do it correctly <laughs> specifically so that I could get a picture of what it looks like when you're supposed to do it correctly. Yeah, and I think you you told me a little bit before about the doing the builders uh, cake where you had to build the the Aleph guard. Weren't they kind of impressed on like how well you were able to do that from memory? I think you would mention Yeah, that I think I think I think they yeah, they, it's it would be kind of rare for them to see a guy gene come in and just like ace the Aleph guard test. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, in so, terms uh, of the menu, in terms of the menu, you can think about. Um, yeah, there was a there's a gem slime omelet. Yeah, Christoph, what, what were you gonna say? Yeah, something I'm missing is uh, that Brazilian sandwich, which uh, I guess it wasn't in Luis Bar, but it was in Square Enix Cafe. Uh, it's uh, actually from the voice drama when uh, Rab made it, the Brazilian sandwich to the little jade and, uh, and we could eat it uh, in a Square Enix cafe. Oh, nice. Uh, it was really tasty, yeah. Was, but, was that from the uh, the voice drama that came with uh, Dragon Quest XI S on the Switch? Because I remember the yes, Japanese yes, version yes. had that. Oh, that's great. Nice. So, cool. uh, when you don't have it uh, even in the, the new, well, let's say, PC version or, or what uh, it was released recently. So you don't have the voice drama in that either. No. Mm-hmm. No, that's sad. I know. That would have been that would have been a nice little bonus, but they for whatever reason they decided uh, they did not want to bring that over to the West. Uh, uh, so they would have they would have had to re record all the voices with the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably why they would have that would have been an extra cost. That's true. Yeah, and it's it's basically just like a radio drama put with the Dragon Quest right, characters right. and little 
little oh. side story. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, All right. Um, other than the food there, they have any like giveaways or stuff you could get? Oh, well, they uh, at least the two times I went there, they would give you uh, Dragon Quest themed coasters. Um, they would like you'd have a yeah. coaster for your drink, but they give you a fresh one on your way out. And I have yeah. one with a muddy hand, and I have another one with a teeny sanguini. Uh, you also got a point card where you collected stamped mini medals that would eventually get you something. I don't know what because I don't I can't read Japanese, but you got some kind of bonus. Uh, a nice bonus is from that last. <laughs> but uh, they also <laughs> sold they also sold merchandise there as well. But the both times that I went there, all the merchandise was sold out, so I didn't have a opportunity to buy anything that was there. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, they still do the coasters. Um, Christoph was actually uh, super nice giving giving me his. I was the since I was the guest <laughs> in uh, Japan. <laughs> He gave me uh, one of his Eric uh, coasters that he got, um, and then whenever we ordered drinks, uh, they they used to just put your drink on a coaster, but now like everything is like collector focused. So all the coasters come in these uh, silver um, sealed uh little packages and you can open them to you need to open them to find out like what you got so um yeah i ended up getting like a bubble slime and i think a sanguini and a handful of others um that i'll take pictures of for the uh for the youtube version of this uh record oh i'll have to uh i'll send you some of my pictures as well for that yeah drop that in the uh group chat with uh Woodis. he does a great job on our youtube videos as always thanks to him for that so, uh, were there any bunny girls? <laughs> no, but it was it's uh, it was a very family friendly place. Uh, I remember one time I stood next to a little girl that was wearing a, a Dragon Quest themed outfit with a little slime knit cap, who had come in with her parents. She was maybe like I don't know, ten or eleven. She was very excited to be there. It was very cute. Now, however, as we mentioned before, they did have that room in the back that you could rent out. So maybe they had some uh, bunny girls back there for the high rollers. I don't know. Maybe Christoph knows. I was there. I don't know. Christoph, have you seen anything like that before? In Rapongi, the waitress, uh, one of the waitresses at least, uh, was uh, cosplaying Erin. Oh, cool. <laughs> from uh, Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah. Uh, uh, from Nine. Oh, Nine. Nine. Yeah. Oh, Aaron. Uh, oh, Aaron. Luis, I was, Aaron. Yeah. I was thinking uh, somebody else. Okay. Yeah, oh, cool. Bar I... is uh, what. Uh, the, actually, this bar was made after uh, Quest's rest in right. Rogue Nine. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I never saw any cosplay, but I did see like in the initial launch of Luida's Bar from uh, when did it come out? 20, 20, 2006 or seven? Um, I guess it, 2010. Uh, oh, uh, was it really that late? Uh, Luida's bar. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember feeling like I just missed it because I was in Japan for the first time in 2005, and uh, uh, and, then, and then I heard about the bar opening. I was like, ah, <laughs> that would have been awesome because I was, uh, you know, I, I was traveling all over Tokyo then, Roppongi and Shibuya and Shinjuku, and and uh, and I could have totally gone to that, but. Mm. Um, but that's cool. I, I never got to see any cosplay there. Everyone was uh, kind of dressed professional business attire. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, any other uh, changes you guys noticed with the new place besides it just being larger? Uh, I took a bunch of notes, but uh, Christoph, do you want to start off? Oh, well, I didn't know. Uh, maybe the, uh, some seats uh, were barrels, and 
well, well not ours, but uh, some uh, could see, uh, uh, you know, sit on barrels. Oh. That uh, yeah, uh, the uh, you know the the in the original Questers rest in in nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the place was not packed by any means, which is weird because uh, it was opening weekend. We were I think we were day two, um, and the reservation was kind of hard for Christoph to get. You know, it was yes. booking up. It was booking up really quickly, so it was like, it was uh, w- what we got was Friday at four thirty. Um, so maybe it was bec- it wasn't packed because um, it was like before a lot of folks got off of work. Um, but that's yeah, that's the only thing I think of. I mean, what you from what I remember, you walk into um, you walk into the building, and there's several different venues now besides Luida's Bar. Yeah. Um, so there was a concierge desk that I guess managed all the venues, um, or at least guided you if you didn't know where to go for a particular venue. Uh, there was what looked like a board game bar and a handful of other places in there. Um, so from the outside, you see this big Luida's Bar marquee above, but then underneath, in the, if you look in the window, there's actually like a board game bar. So you have to enter the building and then kind of walk uh about 20 paces in to find the entrance to the left of the concierge desk um the restroom is now outside of the bar yeah and it's it's shared with the other venues so it's no longer dragon quest themed bathroom with oh, decorations ever, yeah uh, yeah you can no, you can no longer you no longer get to stare at dragon quest decorations while you pee and make stink <laughs> um Maybe not at your house yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh Wow, now I need photos of that. Pixar <laughs> didn't happen, Plenty. Uh So speaking of making stink, it's even more kid-friendly. Uh, Pendy, you've, you've seen kids there before. I actually never saw kids at the old venue. Maybe it's because I always went after 7 p.m., but I always thought it was because it was standing room only, and it, which I didn't think made it very kid-friendly. Um, no, yeah, I only saw the one that went the the maybe the second time I was there. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I mean, I saw, uh, I saw kids for the first time at the new bar, um, which... I felt like it makes sense because I think the menu has always been kid friendly. You might as well market to them as well. Yeah. Um, so the mo- the ordering process uh, is more aligned with the Square Enix Cafe in that you're using an iPad menu interface. Um, at the old location, you used to have to use a pencil and paper and mark off check boxes with a long list of possible items from the menu, yep. and now you just <laughs> choose you choose from uh, the menu. Uh, on the iPad and the payment process has changed as well. You mentioned it used to be cash only um, at the old bar. You put your order in on a piece of paper and then you, ha- you hand it to the, um, the wait staff and then they ask you to go and go down this few couple of stairs to the register to pay before they deliver the food, which is really kind of clunky way of doing business. So if you want, particularly if you're drinking several rounds and getting multiple rounds of food. Um, so that process is now done and thankfully, um, and at the new location, uh, you can go to the register and pay the end. Uh, and additionally, you can use a charge card. Yeah, I remember that because that's why I remember I would get like multiple drinks and I'd, I'd order them all at the same time because I was like, oh, I don't want to have to go back and forth and all that that nonsense. Yeah. So that's good. Once, that's good. Once you, once you level and gain experience, you realize that you need to <laughs> put in all your orders at once. Um, so it's kind of hard to describe the the vibe of being in a larger bar, bar versus a tight 
one it's the the vibe is definitely different um in some ways i miss that old tight quarters bar uh there are tons of small venues like that throughout tokyo and some in particular in shinjuku that i've enjoyed like upstairs bars that are so tight there's only room for maybe four bar stools with a minimal walking space behind them uh and yet they still do like karaoke so there's there's a lot of sort of quaint cozy vibes like those types of places and the old luida's bar gave off that kind of feel um so it, it, it's different being in the larger venue um also i guess because it was so tight the old bar it felt a little bit more exclusive in a way that the new bar doesn't um that's that's just one kind of take on on being the new place it's it's good that it's still around and that they're expanding um but that was just one of the major differences i noticed um the staff uh was all new in fact, I had you know, I I used to I used to go so often that I'd recognize the staff even when I'd be gone for like a year or so, um, and uh, in fact I had to fight to get my point card mini medal back from them because uh, not only was there a language barrier but the new staff didn't know the process. Uh, so once no. you graduate a tier in the point card, you're supposed to get a mini medal. You know, it starts at the slime tier, and then the second point card is the the chimera tier, which I had for the longest time. And then oh, most recently, yep, most recently I graduated to the gigantes tier. Um, so if you pass enough tiers, and and uh, based on what you know the the what you spend there, uh, you get these stamps on your card, and then you collect enough mini medals, um, you can exchange them for a plaque with your name on it. Um, so basically the lady I was dealing with during the payment walked away at one point and left my stamp card on the register. Uh, and then a manager came up and didn't know that happened. So when I was asking for my point card back, he was, he started explaining what the point card process was to me in Japanese. <laughs> so Christoph thankfully stepped in to help explain that they still had my point card and I was missing the mini medal. Uh, and, uh, so thanks so much for that. I, I, I could have lost like all of my, my points if I had walked out and realized that later. Um, and I almost lost my, my entire point guard history dating back to 2016. So also special shout out to Christoph's friend, Kenichi, uh, who was with us, uh, at the bar and he ended up paying the entire tab, uh, and which is, I had to estimate something like two to $300, uh, USD. Um, and at the end he bought, he bought me extra, like three extra slime buns that I took home to my family. So thank you so much, Kenichi, for treating us. And not only that, but giving me all of the points for that, <laughs> allowing me to, to yeah, enter that gigantic tier. I was, yeah, I was floored. I was like, wow, I, I just met this guy. This is awesome. Like he's just seeing my excitement and wanting to, to do this, uh, for a guest to the country. And, and so I just was beyond, uh, happy and shocked and flattered um that he would do that for us um and uh yeah in a post-pandemic world world we'll we'll meet up and rent out that karaoke room and damn it we'll do karaoke even if there isn't any <laughs> <laughs> we can sing the uh, dragon quest 2 song <laughs> what, which what, which one is that uh the, the it's the pop song oh, the one, the one with the, oh that's right Love, love, love song or love story or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. Song. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. learn the lyrics to that. Yeah. Well, there's also the uh, the closing theme that they used in the original yeah. Die anime. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. they put they put they put lyrics to that as well. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, did you my notice role, my journey? Yes. That's yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so did you different. notice anything about the bar that, uh, in particular, that stayed the same? Like, did they still have the same bar area where you could like see what they were making and stuff like that? Um, I don't remember because we were actually we were sitting off the left wall, and the bar is now like oh. off 
to the right. So like the way the way that it worked now is they had their merch they had their merch advertising right outside the front door, like so mm-hmm. basically right to the left of that concierge desk. Um, you you they had all the merch on display, um, and then you walk in and uh, now there's like some seats along the left side of the wall, and then there's some tables um, to the right, and then you you walk up you walk in to the right and you walk up one step. And there's more tables, and then to the left of that, there's uh, the register. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, Christoph, but didn't they have the chefs like in in the back in a back room where you couldn't really see them as well? Um, I don't. I don't actually remember, I don't but I think remember. I don't remember either. But I think. Uh, well, I think I've seen some uh, some chefs working behind. Yeah, but it was behind the register, so it was like a, this. I think it was a separate room. I don't know. I'd have to go yeah, back. You I took think a, so. Yeah, you you took a pretty good photo of uh, of uh, um, f- from our perspective of where we were sitting, um, so you could kind of see everything. But uh, we we'll, we'll take a look at that photo and see if we can get a um, a viewpoint of of if we could see the chefs or not. I actually don't remember that. Um, in terms of stuff that stayed the same, so they still had the ro- the royal suite, but I didn't see where that was. Um, Christoph, did you notice if it was like an around the corner from the concierge desk, or or if there was an, a separate entrance for that? Mm, well, they say they have uh, the royal suite, but actually, I don't know where. Oh yeah, you have to actually search for sparkle spots on the floor, oh, and then oh, it plays yeah. that little. And then it plays that little and then the the staircase just suddenly appears. Uh, now I, they kind of did that at the last one too. The royal suite was kind of I don't I don't know where the door was for that. If it was exterior to the bar and you go up some stairs, I'm not, I really like, since I'd never been there, I don't I don't know like it. But it wasn't obvious. It wasn't like you know there's there's a door with a sign on it for uh, for the royal suite off off the main bar. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did that too and just had like a separate. A completely separate room for it. Um, the decorations were the same. Uh, some of the the wall designs were updated. Uh, they still had the baskets at your feet to place your bags, so they wouldn't have to touch the floor. That's right. Um, that's that's pretty standard for for a lot of Japanese restaurants, though. They it did is. that. I remember that. Um, so they had uh, the replicas of Verdric's sword and the Zenithian sword and the glass case above where we sat. Uh, the music was Koichi Koichi Sugiyama orchestral soundtracks. I think they expanded on the playlist. Yeah. Uh, I was hearing a lot more orchestral soundtracks than I remember hearing at the old location. Um, some of the menu, they still had the beer served in the metal goblets, and uh, that that's the metal goblets that are sort of shaped like a barrel. Um, some of the food items, the, the turkey legs and the um, slime steam buns, all of that was still there. Uh, they had TV screens for advertising. This time it was mostly Rivals and other DQ gacha games. Um, yeah. But that uh, that's pretty standard for Japanese TV too. I watched the new Diet No Die Boken with my son in Tokyo, and we would routinely see two commercials per break of her random Japanese matchup mobile games, uh, or ga- no. gacha rather, gacha not matcha. <laughs> um, right. Sometimes two of the stars. And... Yeah, yeah, and I, I remember seeing Rivals Ace. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe Tact. Sometimes two mobile app commercials back to back would just appear on TV. Um, wow. So. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was. I think that just the major difference is, is basically that the size of the place gives off a completely different vibe. Um, but if you uh, if you are not used to the old place, then that might not be like an issue for you. If you're 
kind of a purist and you want that kind of tight, small uh, venue, then you might be disappointed by like the new the new place. Oh, it, it didn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't. I think it, it's um, it looks more like uh, uh, Luida's bar in Dragon Quest Nine. That's true. Yeah, it is expanded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, now it's 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 much uh, closer to the Quest's rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like the inn expanded. We got enough guests. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't really it didn't really bother me. I'm just trying to kind of go in with a perspective that um, uh, that if you've been to if you've been to the old place and now you're kind of do, making that comparison, um, mm-hmm. it is it, it's I feel like there's a a bit of a, a difference. Um, there between the two um, between the two vibes. Gotcha. Nice. Alright, anything else we want to talk about Luida's Bar? Any other memories? Any other thing fun? Well, I will say, um, even though I'm not familiar with the new place as much, uh, if you ever travel to Tokyo, it has to be one of your must-stops for uh, Dragon Quest-themed places to go to. Like, you you know, make it one of your missions to, to go there because it's one of the best places to go to that's Dragon Quest-themed. In Japan, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, and and it's um uh, the thing about it, it's moved now to Akihabara, which has uh, now three three or four different um, uh, kind of musty Dragon Quest things going on in Akihabara. One is the Dragon Quest themed Lawson, yeah. um, the Square Enix Cafe, which may or may not be Dragon Quest themed at the time. A lot of times I've gone and it hasn't been, but they still do have merch there. Um, Adjacent to that is Yodobashi Akiba. If you go up to, I think it's the seventh floor, is the uh, yeah you toy. Can play some uh, uh, some arcade game like yes uh, yeah. Monsters Pendy and I did that. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pendy and I did that. That's the the I I didn't get to go there this time. I was looking for it, but we didn't have time. Um, but uh, um, but yeah, you, you you can go up there and play the the monster uh, battle monster scanner. Room. Yeah, Monster Road. Yeah, the the card the card based uh, battle scanner game with the uh, yeah. the dragon controller. Um, and I remember playing that up there on the seventh floor with Pendy when he was visiting, um, and uh, it was it was pretty awesome. He like I didn't know what was going on, so I kind of bumbled through it. He got farther than I did, and he started generating cards. Um, I think you got a uh, a ghost card or. Yeah, it was that little ghost guy. I can't remember the name of him right now. Yeah. I just got that one okay. card. And and the, in, uh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the second time I went to Japan, I found it in a, in, a, in one of the arcades in Akihabara, and I ended up playing it for like, I just got like a whole bunch of yen and just played it for like an hour straight and got like a ton of cards, which I now I now have from that trip. And then the third time I went, I tried going in maybe one or two arcades, and I couldn't find it. So I don't think... Maybe it's not hard. Maybe a little bit harder to find now these days. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping at some point that I do win uh, the lottery. I'm kind of planning on on that as a future life goal of just winning <laughs> winning a ton of money for doing yes for doing very very minimal effort. Um, you know, maybe I can abuse dream. abuse save state in real life and win the lottery, and then I will buy one of those arcade machines and have it shipped to the U.S. Um, that's that's a life goal that's one of those personal squad goals there you um, go <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah that that i was wondering if those were still around um because i'd love to play that again i i, I the last time i was in uh, when i was living in shizoka uh in 2017 um i found one of those at a uh 
a department store nearby the house and i found it like a week before i left mm. so i was like no i could have been playing this the whole time oh no <laughs> i know because yeah, like, yeah, yeah cause that, so... that, that first time i went to japan and met up with you they were all over the place oh yeah and... they were yeah yeah they were they were in multiple locations and um there was one in shibuya at a, at a taito game station uh there's one at a sport ranch in juku i mean there were they were everywhere. Um, I, I wonder. I wonder if they're if they are starting to disappear. I wonder if like collectors are snatching them up. Mm. Maybe. Well, they have to be. Do the cards come out of those machines? Yeah, yes. that's the thing. If you bought your own, you'd uh, well, have to buy all the, the rolls of paper. To, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd have to either have like the have all of the cards printed out or ahead of time, kind of bootleg them, or you'd have to have like the official capacity of them. But uh, um, well, I was also thinking that might be why they uh, eventually get phased out, as you know, they don't want to upkeep that same machine with that yeah same roll well, the, of paper or whatever they do. The other thing I tried, which then uh, you know, spectacularly failed to do would be to try to get uh, an, a ROM or a, a MAME uh, ROM of the of the actual game, but that's just not going to work if you consider the unique um, scanning controller. Like you, you can't load yeah. that into an emulator and and expect that to to you know fire up. I don't this think wasn't they make the those. one. Didn't they make they a make Wii version? They did. Uh, was that the same type of game? It was. It was like a they did, they made a home console version of it on the Wii. Oh, really? Yep. It never came out here, obviously, but yeah, they they, yeah. Did, make, they did make one. I was going to say, okay. I, I hope they did, because I remember writing about it for my RP Gamer. <laughs> Everything that ever came out with yep. uh, nice. Dragon Quest. Yeah, I think, nice. I can't remember, it, it may have came with its own little scanning wand or something too i'd have to look into it. it's been a while since i looked at it but yeah you could oh, that's cool there's you can look at all the videos that are floating around the internet of like all the different hero parties that you can get to use in the game oh and whatever just like in the yeah, yeah i think they took some of that and used some of the animation or, or it was inspired some of the animation for um uh for heroes like the thwack is that from that game I don't know, but that, that I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I think I've seen some of that animation uh, pop up uh, on YouTube and or in other in other games. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that was the, that that was the same game. Battle Road Victories. So that's the same as Monster Card Battle Scanner. Yeah, it's basically it's just yeah, it's the home console version of it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Right. I'm not sure exactly how it worked on the Wii, but yeah, it was definitely a, a port of that. Cool. All right. Well, maybe that's the cheaper option than winning the lottery. <laughs> that that could be. Uh, yeah, it might have just saved you uh, tens of thousands of dollars there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Send my cut of your savings to uh, at Platinum Three yeah. on Twitter. All right. So, Christoph, are you still with us, or did Die start yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. We were joking beforehand about uh uh the possibility that Dino Dieboken was gonna come on and, and Christoph was gonna go silent for like half an hour. <laughs> so uh, um so I think that's all we had to talk about in terms of anything anything else uh to talk about for Luida's bar. All right, yeah, Liam, you want to explain Mary Thwack Puff Puff to Christoph? <laughs> or have you prepped him for this game? Uh, I don't know if I have. So, um, Christoph, we put this game called Mary Thwack Puff Puff. Uh, basically, we just list out three um, Dragon Quest characters, uh, and you tell us whether or not you would marry them. You, you have three choices that you have to apply to each of these three. One of them is Mary, one of them is Thwack, uh, or Instant Death, um, yeah. and then one of them, one of them is... Uh, puff puff now the rules on the puff puff are you either get or you either get or you give you give or you receive <laughs> on that so they're, they're had many you, different guests and many different things so yeah that, that yeah, puff puff so, one becomes whatever you make of it yeah exactly um <laughs> 
So uh, I, I we did have we did originally have Jade in there, but I kind of want to swap her out for Bianca because you did mention you uh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned three characters earlier, and uh, two of them were ones we had on our list already. So uh, <laughs> we're gonna swap out we're gonna swap out my my favorite waifu Jade, and uh, um, and so we'll probably have to uh, update our prepared answers a little bit for this one. But um, all right, so let's let's think about this, Christoph. Your your Marithwak Puffuff is Bianca, Jessica, and Florette. We used your own answers against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's a hard, uh, it, Mary and Puff Puff, well, it's a hard choice because it's, uh, you know, how, uh, how can I, uh, how can I Puff Puff from one, uh, I don't want to marry, well, well <laughs> uh, I'd definitely marry Jessica because she's my favorite, uh, and I guess then I can uh, get Puff Puff from her for free. Uh, and uh, out of uh, this game, uh, so maybe I'll spare the puff puff. Um, uh, well, so I'm gonna marry Jessica and maybe give a puff puff to Bianca. And so wait, so you don't love it. You don't want to. You don't want to get a puff puff because then you'd feel like you'd be cheating on Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good answer. That's very, Good answer. That's very no. That's very honorable. I get it. <laughs> and well, I'll uh, talk Fluret because uh, she doesn't die. Um, <laughs> in in, in Swords, uh, Twak doesn't kill you; just decreases your HP to one. And ah, Fluret okay. is a, a priest who can heal herself. Smart man. Wow. Yeah, that's very smart. Using the game mechanics to your advantage. I don't think we've ever had anyone quite game the system that way. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think anyone's like applied that type of game mechanic to the Mary Thwack Puff Puff game before. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Genius, sir. I got to give that one to you. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, how about you? Uh, Me? Uh, This is uh, (laughs) is tough for me, but I guess... uh, Puff Puff from Jessica for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> two, two big reasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go with uh, Thwack Bianca. I mean, she is the canon choice, but I'm more of a Deborah man, so I'm going to Thwack Bianca. <laughs> uh, and then in the end, I will marry Florette, as uh, I love her look and her beautiful French accent. Though I, I'll have to make sure to get my Wiimote calibrated to make this whole thing work, because you know how difficult that can be sometimes. <laughs> well, Penny just completely stole my answer, so uh, all I'm going to say there is ditto. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I'd probably have to go the same way. Um, I would. I would thwack Bianca because she's not Nira, though. <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only Nira fan in this, in, this podcast, in think, the entire so. Dragon Quest community. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm more about yeah. Hey, you were great as a childhood friend, but I'm gonna go steal the rich girl from this guy. Hey, 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 hey! Remember that time we went ghost hunting? I need to tell you. Need to remind you that time we went ghost hunting. Damn it! Yeah, that time that one, we went ghost that hunting. That one time we hung out and went ghost hunting. <laughs> Marriage material right there. Um, yeah. And then Jessica. Uh, I think. Well, I think I would probably marry Florette um, because she's foreign. 
You have no experience with that. Yeah, I, it's my my dad married an Irish lady. My brother married a French Canadian, and I married a Japanese lady. So I think that uh, yeah, there's there's something about us curse, cursing men that uh, um, the 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 accent, or I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe just wanting to um, experience a completely different culture than our own. Um, Once you're yep, we we blade, we blade, we. Uh, yeah, so I would probably marry and then and then puff off Jessica for reasons. Uh, yes. for, yep, yep. <laughs> but All ultimately, and then Jade would come in and get, take everyone. I get puff off from Jessica her. anyway if I marry her. <laughs> That's true. I mean, this you, you, true, you, you yes. get a lifetime of that. Well, wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> you, you're assuming a lot about that husband-wife relationship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Christoph's yeah. been married yet. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's not. Like one of those puff offs where she just pushes you off a cliff with like a bungee cord and you puff off into the clouds. Uh, as hilarious as that would be, like yeah. that would that would be kind of rough in real life. Yeah, that was one of the best ones from Eleven. They had some hilarious puff offs <laughs> in, in that game. Yeah. So uh, before we go, uh, anyone excited about Dragon Quest Eleven S coming out today on various platforms? I already have it for the Switch, but I'm excited to see Dragon Quest get released on an Xbox system for the first time ever. And as far as I'm concerned, the more exposure, the better. So it's great that it's now on Xbox. And like I said, the first Dragon Quest on Xbox uh, ever. I also heard, based off the demo uh, from people playing it, that it runs at a better resolution in FPS than it did on the Switch. So that's a nice little bonus. And awesome. uh, not, not a big deal to me, but I, I know some people appreciate that. Uh, Liam and Kristoff, uh, I know there are maybe... Maybe I don't know what ten Xboxes in Japan, but <laughs> do you know? Do you know if it's also being released there as well on the, for the Xbox? I've heard so. So uh, I think uh, it's going to be released in Japan as well. But um, uh, fans are just uh, you know Japanese fans just wonder why because uh, <laughs> because of us Japan, we get a ps4 version we have a 3ds version and we have a switch version and now we just don't know why yeah i could i could get that confusion because it's um it's really not a popular console over here um so i i understand that you know that that kind of I, did they think it was going to sell xboxes in japan Maybe, maybe like a handful of collectors would probably just buy the game even if they didn't have the system. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it like becoming a huge boom for Xbox in in Japan. No, I think honestly, I think they did that just for the West. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Xbox. Yeah, which definitely. is great. It's great to see that they're paying attention to the West like that and trying to make that push. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it makes sense that it, I mean they've had quite a few games now. Um, releasing on steam and yes. from what i understand that it's not a huge leap between xbox and pc versions of games mm -mm. so uh you know hopefully i like atlas this um year released persona 4 golden on the pc and was very surprised by how many they sold and now atlas is like oh why don't we put everything on pc so uh the more games and the more places by the more companies always a good thing yes i agree yeah and i have to admit that i like i used to see people being like oh you know dragon quest one through three that the, the one that uh came out for switch 
um, you know, I'll bring, you know, port those to Xbox. And I, I would just be like, that's not going to happen. But now, you know, maybe it will. Who knows? So, you know, yeah, if they're releasing uh, 11 to Xbox, uh, which is I mean, which is it, great because it really exposes a lot of people who maybe have never played Dragon Quest before now can pick this up and, and will probably end up loving it because it's there's a there's something for everybody in this game. Yeah, it's a good one to start with. Mm hmm. And at the same time, they've had uh, Japan's had one through three on the PlayStation Four, going back to the original release of Dragon Quest. I was so yeah, I was so disappointed that didn't come over here because, like, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, but in the uh, the Japanese version, when you beat, um, I don't know if they did this on the 3DS as well, but I know for the PlayStation Four version, once you beat the the real ending, they would actually get you a code to uh, to download Dragon Quest One, two and three, yeah, you had to buy buy on your own. So uh, I, it would have been cool if they had brought that over to America as well and to get the, like, the trophies for those three games. But at least we got it on the Switch, so we have it some way. But it would have, mm -hmm. would have been nice to have it on the, the PlayStation Network as well. Yeah, yeah. here we are complaining about releases, and Kristoff's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I get everything. <laughs> you get everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. I think I'm still feeling sad about that. Because uh, one, two, three is that uh, three uh, will be still the mobile version. Which yeah, has I know. Less stuff than, than, uh, yeah, the... no monster animations in battle. That's like my forever. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you strip that out and then leave yeah. it out? And yeah, no like, TNT. Nope. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. 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 Uh, yes. A lot of those are kind of. And no monster and... medals like uh, was in the, the Game, Game Boy Color. Color. Game Boy Color. Well, that I could do without. Yeah, that <laughs> unless that they cranked that way up. I remember finishing yeah, the they, game they, and like, hey, I got like twenty of them. Oh crap, how many yeah. do I need? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got twenty of them and they're all bronze. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was so years it, later it, on the den that I learned that there was really something other than bronze. Had the extra dungeon of uh, the Game Boy Color. That's right. They did. Yeah, they did have an extra dungeon. Um, but yeah, I, I thought the uh, the Super Famicom Dungeon was actually pretty challenging and, and a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that the definitive edition for that game for me is still the Super Famicom version. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I have yet to purchase those three uh, Switch versions. Sorry, Square Enix, you you didn't get me on that one. I'm glad it's there for <laughs> people who haven't played. But I played like every version of those games. I've even beat you, all three of them on my phone. So uh, can you buy them digitally, or would you have to get the the physical copy through uh, Play Asia? You could do both. They're digital over here okay. on the uh, okay. shop. Yeah, and they go on sale all the time. I get an email from Nintendo. They're usually pretty good. When something yeah. on your wish list goes on sale, they'll be like, "Hey, guess yeah. what? Something on your wish list is on sale." Well, there was a cool little uh, Photoshop thing that somebody did of. Uh, of four, five, and six, and like a switch case, kind of mirroring what they, how they, how the, the front it. of the box looked. Yeah, that was that was a really cool uh, um, little piece of Photoshop, and just kind of you know, next please, this one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of so a lot of people, a lot of people like to assume that oh, they did one, two, and three, so they'll do four, five, and six next, right? Well, not necessarily because. Like the only reason they they did one, two, and three is because it tied into the story of eleven, which is why they uh, did it yeah. in the first place. Right, so you, right. You can't you can't assume that they're going to do more just because they did one, two, and three because they specific yeah. had a specific reason why they uh, ported one, two, and three because of the way it tied into eleven. But right. man, if they do that in the future, uh, either on the console now or consoles in the, in the in the future, like PlayStation Five or something, that would be nice. Yeah, maybe so there'll be a tie-in with Dragon Quest Twelve. Who knows? Wouldn't that be interesting if that goes back to Zenithia? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I still think 
the next game we're going to find out about mainline anything i still think dragon quest 9 for the well, switch is that's going to be the next yeah. one that's kind of yeah, the, the next remake they do yep. yeah yeah i mean they 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 kind of hinted at it a couple of years ago on uh um one of the official um twitters i won't i won't throw the person under the bus said uh you know, well, what would you do if, you know, or how, how would you feel if Dragon Quest IX was remade? And it was like from, from a personal account from one of the uh, employees there. So, you know, it's entirely possible that that's on the table and in, in discussion. Um, but uh, I mean, they've already had yeah. how many versions of Dragon Quest XI? <laughs> yeah, and, you right. know, everything else, you got Dragon Quest Ten on like 87 different platforms and uh yeah i think they're just trying to figure out how uh the multiplayer Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be established um yeah the grotto mechanic would have to change too i mean the a lot of a lot of what made that game uh so amazingly um versatile uh was the was that there were bugs in how it interacted with the ds software so you get those things like um all metal slime maps you know that that was very very specific to um, the way the code um, the game code was like interpreted by the DS hardware. So that's that kind of goes away unless they specifically say, "Hey, let's build this mechanic in," which I don't foresee them doing. God, I um, hope so. That 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 metal map helped me out so much for the post yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but if it was if it was kind of an unanticipated bug in the system that just kind of left in there, or if it was a conscious decision um, to code it that way, I did, like I, it just strikes me as something like you know, if you play remakes of Mega Man, they take out the uh, select pause feature that allows you to kind of game the system. You know, to, so it, it would kind of be as similar to that. Like if if there's a bug that um, exists in the original and it's a remake, it's probably not going to be in the remake. You know, like oh, the other thing, Dragon Warrior 3 had that um, parry attack. You know, you hit parry and then you hit B and then you hit attack and you do like a, a you do a um, you're still defending while attacking. Basically yeah, free that free defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. So that one that was in the original Dragon Warrior 3 and then in the remakes mm-hmm. it was gone. It was gone. So uh, it, there's there's little things like that. Maybe the chest timers. Like uh, I don't know if that's going to be a, a thing or if they're going to re re uh, change up the mechanic. Maybe maybe Yab will have to update his tools for that uh, <laughs> for the remake. But I'm just kind of curbing my um, enthusiasm for for stuff like that. It's going to be the exact type of game. There will be stuff that's way better than the original, um, but certain bugs that I've loved in that game uh, won't exist in the remake. Oh, okay. I, I could see that. I could see them, you know, to- totally retooling that stuff. I mean, look at what they've done for the other game remakes. Look at Dragon Quest um, 11. They took out the, uh, what is it, the crossbow targeting thing yeah. for the definitive edition. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, obviously that wasn't a big draw, but I know some people loved it going around I, looking I all the time. Yeah. That, was, um, that was the least... That was the least favorite part of the game for me. <laughs> oh, completely. I, I don't <laughs> think I did anything S, past the, the first was area. Really annoying. I was not. I was not sad to see it go. Nope. Much like some people hate the horse racing, I hated the crossbow. I just, oh yeah. That was the I one like thing the I used cro- the guide for. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna use the <laughs> oh, guide. I, uh, I still had to use the guide. Yeah, uh, but I like the crossbow thing better than the uh, horse racing thing. That I didn't mind, except for the last one. That that last race, they can uh, go jump in a lake, but all the other races were fine. Yeah, I will have to say the horse racing thing 
didn't annoy me on the PS4, but playing the definitive edition and trying to go through all in 2D and suddenly you like walk up like, oh, let's horse race. And suddenly you're like thrust back into the 3D for the first time in 15 hours. I was like, whoa, wait, what the heck's going on? You didn't code a 2D horse race? You did everything else. I mean, they did so much to change that game up. I mean, even including the way the battle system worked as the original games. And then it just thrusts you into the 3D horse racing like, whoa, come on. Oh, that threw me (laughs) off. That threw me off at the end of Act One, too, because that was like one of the few times where it kind of went back into the movie that they made for it at the very end of it. Instead of doing it, rendering it in 2D like they did most everything else. All of a sudden, I was like, hey, it's back in 3D. It's like, whoa, okay, well, this is different. But uh, yes, it was interesting, though, at least for the definitive uh, edition, if you didn't like the horse racing, they did have the golden reins that you could get somehow that that would make it easier. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but even that, uh, it's not uh, as easy as it was on 3DS because it was pretty easy uh, uh, for me playing horse race in 3DS, but somehow it's it's extremely difficult uh, with the PS2 system. Oh, that's right, because the 3DS version, it would have been in that chibi style that they had to do for yeah. that version of it. Oh, that'd be interesting yeah. to play. We have, uh, th- did you see the, um, there was a note that Yuji Hori released, um, just you know, saying thank you to the fans, and I hope you enjoy the definitive editions on all, all the, the different consoles. I saw um, that. Today, and yeah. he, he mentioned he the 3DS version, although that's not being released in the West, but as soon as he mentioned 3DS version, I was like, oh, 3DS guy is going to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> and he, 3ds guy did not disappoint. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, my god! Th- every time, every yeah, time. every every time. Christoph, we have this one guy who is holding out for a 3ds release here in the West, and um, the poor guy's like a one-man army with uh, <laughs> with with you know change.org petitions and and um, uh, this like recurring uh social media posts that he does and so it's just oh, it's just funny because every time someone mentions the th- uh a release of any version of dragon quest 11 he's there so passionate <laughs> about it he's there where's the 3ds version <laughs> but uh-huh. he, yeah he, he did not disappoint this time and there was an xbox guy uh too that posted a lot and now he has to retire <laughs> oh boy all right. Anybody else have any other news? Anything else we want to hit on before we uh, wrap this one up? No. All right. Well, then that's okay. it for this episode of Slime Time. Thank you, Christoph. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you, Liam Land, for guesting. <laughs> Thanks. It was a fun. <laughs> it was a fun reversal. We, we we might have to have you back sometime. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, it was a good Thanks, guess. guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he kind of signed, kind of knew his stuff. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, yeah, Christoph he, and 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 Kenichi for uh, uh, for treating me to Louis Desbar. It was oh, an amazing it was time. <laughs> it was it was it was great to see um, the new place and compare it to the old. And uh, and I look forward to uh, future adventures, particularly in a non-pandemic world. Uh-huh. Anytime you want, just ask us. Cool. All right, thanks, guys, for joining us to talk about Luida's Bar, where uh, nobody knows your name. If you want to find more of Kristoff, <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at kchristoff. 
F with the number 100. We'll put that in the show notes, too. Thanks, guys. So you might have noticed that the only time we ever mention Patreon on Slime Time is when we say we don't use Patreon. We're just longtime fans that want to speak about the game series we know and love so much. If you have any money you'd like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den at den slash den and click on support this site. We've had a couple uh, guests, former guests and listeners just do that in the past week. So thank you very much, guys. Anybody else would love to do that? Go ahead, because Woodis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site for over 20 years now. I'm sure he'd appreciate any donation. Or you can use his Amazon affiliate links to make any purchases. Especially, we got the new uh, Dragon Quest XI S's coming out. Um, pretty much anything that's on Amazon with Dragon Quest uh, on it, he's got an affiliate link to it there. Buy it through him, and a small fraction of the sale will go support the site. And if you hang out at Facebook, you can check out the group called Dragon Questers that I'm an admin for. And if you have any comments or questions, you can also find us on Twitter at DQ Slime Time. Yeah. Consider joining in tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, one of the few remaining uh, forums still around. Find it from the Dragon's Den main page or go to www.wudis.com slash forums. Um, I know I'm always there crazily posting, keeping people up to date. Um, with what I see around in different Discord servers. Um, Liam, I don't know if you saw recently, I'd mentioned that our old buddy Z6N4 has announced that he, uh, here we are a year almost since we had him on, They've uh, he's joined up with a new Dragon Quest uh, Monsters 2 translation group, and someone in the new group helped him find that bug that he was having a hard time with. Oh, that's um, amazing. So, yeah, they've... Uh, They've been working together kind of secretly for about a couple months. Um, he did post about it right before Thanksgiving. He's like, hey, this is not, uh, you know, we're almost done with it by any means. Just wanted to let people know that um, he, he found someone in because there was a new group trying to, ju- trying to just do a parcel translation, um, you know, a stripped down translation so that even though they couldn't expand the text box sizes, they could at least get a playable version out there for uh, English speakers. And then one of the members found the needle in the haystack that uh, he was looking for. So now they can throw as much text in there as they want. Um, so they're kind of working together on it now. And we'll see how that works out. Sweet. So, yeah, um, we'd love to always thank everyone that made this podcast possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodis, for his support of the series and this podcast and keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades now. Thanks to Amanda LaPree and the Descendants of Erdrick for allowing us to use their music for our podcast. Descendants of Erdrick is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them and their most recent album, Advent, on at www.descendantsofurdrick.com or on Twitter at DOFERDRICK and check out Amanda LaPree streaming on Twitch. Our thanks, as always, to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist slash Dragon Quest fan, for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of Slime Time Podcast almost a decade ago now, and uh, he's been on many of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or his website at DwayneBullockArt.com bigcartel.com if you are looking for more dragon quest slime time check out earlier episodes on dragon's den anchor.fm itunes spotify youtube and more bye everyone dragon quest slime time sliming off <laughs> <laughs>